This is a podcast from the Dunlop MSA British Touring Car Championship. For more information, visit www.btcc.net. Well, as expected, the three Dunlop MSA British Touring Car Championship races at Thruxton were fast, they were feisty and they were fabulous to watch. But before all of that, let's look back to Saturday's qualifying and what a session it turned out to be, with Andrew Jordan taking pole after pulling off a near-perfect lap and at the same time smashing the longest-standing BTCC lap record of 12 years, which had previously been held by Ivan Muller. The car was really good, actually, and it was a good lap. Um, a couple of areas I I was surprised to see a 16 1 actually because there's a couple of areas I didn't think were quite as good as I, I drove an FP2. Um, but yeah, still got the pole and uh, yeah, it's been, been a dominant day for us today and hopefully we can do the same tomorrow. So qualifying is one thing as we always say to you, but the, the racing tomorrow is another. Yeah, you know, obviously a point might be valuable at the end of the year, so it's always nice, but you know, we need to get to the end of the races tomorrow and you know, I'm going with the view I want to win a couple of races. But We'll have to see, there's a lot can happen and uh, more than anything we need to, to finish all three tomorrow, but I want to finish them first. With your car being consistently good, and I'm sure you do do it, the guys with the spanners that, that make it do what it does, I just think you you take your hat off to them at the end of each day, don't you, Andrew? Oh yeah, you know, they, they graph very hard and in, in the workshop I see how much they, they put in and obviously the weekend everyone can see how much hard work they put in, so uh, nothing's too much for them and it's nice to, to repay them with a dominant day like today. And uh, yeah, it'd be even better to repay them with some um, silverware tomorrow. You keep it going, though, Andrew, don't you? You're not going to give up this championship, or, mm-hmm. you know, with, without uh, without a fight, are you? No, no, I'll keep fighting all year, and uh, you know, I'm just enjoying it. I'm really enjoying my racing, and uh, I've loved today. I've really enjoyed it, and obviously enjoy it more when you're going well, which we have been. But still, it's uh, you know, I'm in a lucky position to be in a great car and great team, so I might as well enjoy it. On Sunday, the sun continued to shine down on the circuit and also on the thousands of fans who had made their way to the track. And in race one, it was the two Honda Civic Tourers of Matt Neal and Gordon Shedden that took places two and three as they followed home Andrew Jordan, who flew off of the line for a lights-to-flag victory, his first from pole at the circuit. All credit to the car and the team, really, because... You know, I'm the last piece in the jigsaw, so we've got to have a good car. Um, and it was fantastic. It enabled me to look after the tyres. Obviously, getting a bit of a gap then enabled me to kind of do the pace I wanted to do. But frankly, the car was really, really good. And uh, I was still praying at the end, please hold on. Yeah. Please, I was going to say, were you on. thinking the word punch? You've got to put that to the back of your mind because remember what happened down here uh, last year. Exactly. But, you know, I could feel in the car that the the tyres were in good condition still. So I knew it wouldn't. I didn't think it would happen, but you never know, so I was just praying it, and I'd rolled it right off the last few laps just to try and keep the tyres on. Yeah, I heard you talking to your dad, you said you could do that. Were you surprised to see Matt Jackson in your rear view mirror uh, after the first lap or so? No, he was strong up there, you know, yeah. he's, he's strong through track, strong in a straight line up there, oh, so that was putting him under a lot of pressure. But I could see he was hurting his tyres a lot, so I knew if I just could just weather the early storm from him, I'd be able to get into my routine and go, which I did. Say, but hats off to you and again the team you're looking strong aren't you Andrew you seem to take this car to, to most circuits and it seems to, to perform well yeah and, and frankly this is probably going to be one of the best so we you know this is where we need to perform well like we are so you know if we can get two two more you know, top six oh, results yeah results that'll be today. a really good day for us Andrew so. well done race cheers one. mate Fantastic. thank you and roll on race two and what a cracker it turned out to be 
Andrew Jordan once again got away in front, and for most of the race, he kept at bay a very determined Gordon Shedden. But the Scot ultimately took top slot with a superb late pass at Brooklands and finally take the honours. Jordan had to settle for second, with Rob Collard picking up his first piece of silverware this season on his home circuit by taking a comfortable third. It's great, you know, and uh, you know Andy had some fantastic pace again, and um, I had to work hard for that. But I knew that uh, you know, in some places my car was stronger. He had a lot of bases covered, to be fair, and you know I, I did have a plan B, but uh, plan A involved him making a mistake, and uh, it did. You know, he just got a little bit sideways at Church One Lap, and and I got a fantastic run through, and the closing speed was crazy, and and that was a uh, job done, and then you know managed the tyres till the end. I thought it was going to be a case of deja vu from race one, where you had to get past Matt Jackson. I wondered if it was going to take a while to get past Rob Collard. And you're going to be in the same position as you were in race one. It was because it all nearly went pear shaped at the first breaking point on the first lap. And um, to be honest, I wasn't even trying to pass Andy, but he jumped on the brakes like so early compared to where I was expecting him to. And um, I had nowhere to go. And either I rammed him hard up the you know uh, yeah. up the rear, or uh, or I tried to take a phase of action, and I did. And he, he left me enough room to get two wheels on the track and then two wheels on the grass. But I was like. God, I think everyone did well to miss me because I really was a little bit of a passenger at that stage. You certainly were. Great result, well done, Gordon. Thank, Thank you very you. much, Dee. In the last race of the day, BTCC legend Fabrizio Giovanardi was the driver to pull the balls out for the reverse grid. And, as if by magic, the Italian put himself on pole. But the double champs lead at the start of the race was short-lived as Colin Turkington powered his eBay Motors BMW to the front by the end of lap one and from there there was no looking back. Matt Jackson and his Airways racing teammate Fabrizio were left in his wake and they had to settle for second and third places respectfully. This was really the result of, of hard work. You know, we've been on the back foot all, all weekend and you know never did I think would have a car capable of winning today so uh, you know not not an easy race by any means you know with with two safety cars it was uh, you know important to try and get the jump each time which which I did so uh, you know big, big thanks to the team for you know we qualified 13th yesterday and that was our genuine pace so to, to win today was, is fantastic you flew off the line didn't you but then I'm sure you were thinking tyres 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 all the way to the end weren't you it's my first thought yeah as soon as I got in the lead I thought tyres and you know, learned the lesson from from Donington. So uh, you know, I was was able to manage the the, um, the the gap, and you know, I was just kept thinking, you know, the Hondas are going to come through. So uh, so I kept the head down and, and pumped out the lap. So uh, yeah, delighted. Can you look forward now to to Walton Park and uh, and look forward to those three races? That's going to suit the BMW better, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's more our territory. You know, Thruxton has always been a difficult track. We've we've only won here once before, so uh, with Stamon's limitation really today. So um, you know, once again we've 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 had a consistent score over the first three races. So uh, that's that's been the aim. That's been the goal. And your thoughts about being on the international circuit that's been reintroduced at uh, Alton Park? Yeah, we've I've tested there already, and um, a change is always nice. Um, I think it's. Um, it's going to be a big challenge for everybody, you know. There's 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 an extra quick corner there, so uh, again, it's going to be tire management at Oldham Park it as well. Is, but well on this weekend, the weekend's racing leaves the top of the drivers' championship table looking like this. Andrew Jordan leads on 110 points. Gordon Shedden lies second on 101. Third place is held by Jason Plato on 97. Next up, it's Matt Neal on 96, with Colin Turkington fifth on. 
92 points. And the BTCC fans were in for a Formula One treat on Sunday, with Max Chilton paying a visit to the circuit to support his driver mentor Mark Hines. And we caught up with the Marussia F1 driver out on the grid ahead of race two. Uh, F1's Max Chilton, it's great to see you here at uh, Thruxton on the grid ahead of the second race here and following uh, Mark Hines and Max, I think, this weekend. Yeah, here uh, with Quantel Bifold Racing supporting Heinze. Uh He's such a great character and he plays a big part in our F1 team, so I thought I'd you know, reverse the role and come down and support him this weekend. He certainly does. He's kind of jumped away from Mauricio and now he's focusing on the uh, the British touring cars. But like you say, he's, he's done a lot of work with the team, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he, in the day-to-day, he is part of F1 and then at the race weekends, uh, we call it Heinz's hobby. He, uh, he's <laughs> trying to become a, a, a touring car legend, as we say. So, you know, it's early days, but for sure this year he'll get himself up there and get some trophies. Did you ever get down to watch your brother Tom in the British Touring Car Championship? Um, yeah, I used to spend my childhood for the last 10 years, uh, or 10 years of Tom doing it, um, running around supporting him, um, and that's where I grew the bug to start racing, so I went off go-karting and went down the single-seaters route, so uh, yeah, I love it, I still think to this day it's probably one of the best racing events you can go to, you get three races, great hospitality, everyone can get everywhere, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just good fun. It certainly is a great day out, but uh, for yourself as well, Max, as well as the season is concerned, I mean, 23 races now, 23 finishes, it is going strong, I'm sure you're looking forward to the European leg of the, uh, the F1 season. Yeah, it's going well. You know, it's a record um, it, uh, which we set last year, which uh, Tiago Montero had for a rookie, which was 16, and we passed that, and we thought it would be nice to get the whole year done, which we did. Um, and now we're four races into the 2014, and we've carried it on. So it's, it's a great thing to have. I couldn't do it without the team home, the reliability, and uh, we just hope to keep it going. OK, Max, we wish you well in the season. Where are you going to go and plant yourself now for race two in the British Touring Car Championship, up on one of the banks or back in hospitality? Uh, probably hospitality, yeah. That's where <laughs> I like it. So there you have it. Another three great races done and dusted in this compelling, competitive championship. And next up, it's Autumn Park. But before we go, let's hear from BTCC Media Officer Simon Mellowish and then a few words from Series Director Alan Gow and his thoughts on the weekend's racing at Thruxton. Right, well, Simon uh, Mellowish, let's uh, catch up, if we can, really on the back of the, the meeting so far in the British Touring Car Championship. We're here at Thruxton, a, a glorious weekend with fantastic crowds. We'll speak about those in just a moment. But uh, the championship, as we expected, I think, Simon, it, there was a big build-up to it with the seven former champions taking part in it. And I think it's, it really, really has uh, lived up to all of the expectations. Yep, absolutely. I mean, we've got a, a glorious day. We're blessed with some fantastic sunshine. I think it was a bit un- unexpected, to be honest. Yeah. And we, as you say, we've had some fantastic crowds so far. There was a lot of build-up, a lot of hard work from everyone concerned in the off-season. As you say, the announcement of seven champions, new cars, new drivers, everything went very well for us over the over the off-season, but it was extremely busy and, and hard work and trying to prepare it and, and obviously excite people ahead of the season, which is, which is, of course, our job. The fans also help us to do that because they do a great job in terms of, particularly on social media, you know, spreading the word themselves. And um, it was all set up for a fantastic season. And so far we've had five um, winners out of the first six races. So, uh, you know, you, you can't say it, it's disappointed at all. It's, it's completely, um, as we'd expect, unknown at this yeah, stage in terms sure. of the title. So from a racing perspective, and again, I think this is what makes this championship so strong. It is so unpredictable, isn't it? 
Absolutely. I think um, we, we've said before, haven't we, Mike? At the end of the day, at the end of the season, the cream will always rise to the top. Um, however, we have some fantastic drivers, some fantastic teams, and I think people have talked about 20 drivers. You know, realistically, people think you know, there's 20 drivers out there that can win races, and maybe more. Who knows? Um, and, and that is the case, and we've seen that already. We've had five different winners from from the six races. But you will still start to see a pattern emerge, and that will be, the, you know, the best drivers and the best teams gradually making their way to the top. But in terms of who will eventually win it, it it's well, I don't know. I don't know what the realistic number is, but it's one out of any, you know, ten drivers. But um, your prediction is as good as mine at this stage. What's the feedback you're getting from the fans, Simon? You know, there was a new uh, BTCC. .net website which is interacting so well with the fans but what's the, the feedback you're getting from the fans with regards to how the championship is going this season and, and how they can interact with not just the website but obviously with the, the drivers and those involved as well yeah I mean as I've said before I hope the fans can see that we've we've re- we, we do everything we can to bring them as close to the action as possible we you know we've said it we could have 80,000 people sitting with us on in, in the pit lane every weekend we would do it and, and and that's kind of what we're trying to do you know we're trying to bring them as, as close as we possibly can and interact with the fans and hopefully the new website has, has been a big improvement and we've got lots of good feedback with that um, it was it was due a change <laughs> and we've been able to create a site that's not not only brings a lot more colour and a lot more action to the series but it also integrates well with our other channels such as the social media our, our, our colleagues at ITV and YouTube etc so it's gone really well yeah the coverage has been fantastic the response from fans has been good and, and the coverage from external media which obviously another part of our job is um, you know encouraging the great national press and obviously yeah. our motorsport media to, to, to cover the series and I think it's probably been a record in terms of the coverage that we've been getting so far exactly. this year. I mean, the crowds at Brands, at Donington, and here at Thruxton, you know, are, are, are fantastic, as they always seem to be within the championship. And if you think of the coverage that the championship gets through ITV, ITV4, it's a real credit to them that they keep turning up in the numbers that they do, Simon. Absolutely. There's a, a siege mentality with our fans. It's fantastic. We are, you know, we, we often use the hashtag BTCC family, and, and, and that's because everyone is involved from, you know, from the guys that work in the series through to our fans and the marshals and, uh, you know, the drivers, engineers, etc. And that's the way we're trying to build this. Collectively, we can be very powerful together, and, and, and the fans are a massive, massive part of that, and they turn up in all weathers. We, we've, you know, over the years, we've had some shockers haven't we I mean last year for example was an ironic season we started in snow at Brands and we ended with terrible rain at Brands and we went through all of the um, all of the seasons in between and um, in fairness this year we've possibly been blessed at Brands in terms of an opener it wasn't bad considering at March yeah Donington was wet and I did feel for the guys especially on on the first thing Sunday morning when you're when you setting up and getting ready for a nice day of racing and it was pretty bad but um, hopefully those guys that, that have dried out at Donington have, have made their way down to Froxton and, and to be fair we've been blessed with some nice weather so we certainly have and the circuits as well the calendar takes you pretty much across the UK doesn't it so it really does give fans throughout the UK and we, we obviously go up to Scotland and Knock Hill a great opportunity to get to the circuits and watch the live racing Indeed, we are extremely spoiled in this country, motorsport fans. I mean, I, I, with work, I've been lucky enough to, to travel and see lots of circuits around the world, and of course, there's some some stunning circuits. But we've got we've got 12, 13 circuits on this little island of ours, that it, and they're all absolutely fantastic, and they're all different different characters. Um, you know, we come here. Obviously, it's the, the fastest circuit in the country, and it's. You know, it's a it's a real hairy one for the drivers, but they love coming here as they obviously did at Brands Hatch and, and Donington provides its own challenges as well. So, yeah, we go from 
all across the country. I think there's a you know a good stat in terms of the the areas that we visit as well. We we you know we touch on every corner of the country. So you know somebody who, who may not be able to travel the length and breadth of, of the UK, there will be an opportunity for them hopefully within an hour of their home to, to travel to a circuit to see you know Britain's best level of racing. And and with 31 cars on the grid, um, you know you, you can't argue that it's not good value for money. Again, from you on the media side, uh, Simon, the feedback that you get from the fans, obviously now with their interaction and their ease of getting in touch with you and the championship as a whole, you listen as well to maybe the criticisms that you get. And I just wondered, you you don't have to be specific, but are there any? But you would always listen to any kind of comments, criticism that maybe fans would have. Absolutely. We we read them all. We do listen, don't you? We read them all, yeah. We're often in tears on a Sunday (laughs) night. No, no, of course. And and we exactly what we wanted. We we asked for that last year, and, and the fans helped us to shape the new website, for example, because... Um, you know, one of the first things when I came on board, with, which I realised we needed to improve, was was our um, online presence, and and we've listened to the fans in order to achieve that. And we we certainly do. We read them all. Uh, the, our fans are great, really. That there's there's rarely any abuse. It's 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 constructive criticism, or um, you know, asking us to add certain things, and and we will try and and try and produce that. But you know, it, it's it's um, easier said than done in, in some instances. It's not a um, you know, it's not an unlimited pot of money for us. That we'd love to provide more interactive videos and all sorts throughout the weekend. But of course, it, it's and a race weekend is extremely busy for us as well. So it's it's flat out. Once Saturday morning starts, you, you next look up at, at midnight on Sunday when you're gradually finishing your work, and it, it, it's it's madness, as you know, Mike. Yeah. Doing your job, you guys obviously providing our, our audio services do a great job, and, and we obviously added the Toka Radio this year. So live commentary via the internet and and ITV do the live qualifying and, and live race day as well. So I think we've got pretty much everything covered, but that doesn't mean we we won't continue to you know leave every stone unturned and, and try and find new ways of, of bringing the action to the fans and continue to listen. And, and I suppose finally, Simon, we are lucky with the the, the roles that we have because we're right involved in the championship. But again, it is a championship that is very close to the fans, which we we touched on earlier. And I think what just keeps bringing them back and our love for this championship is there because it's so competitive it's you know a fantastic feature it is the top motorsport championship in the uk and uh, again once again if we look at 2014 no idea who's going to finish out on top and again i think that's why we come back because we love the racing that it provides i've said it before and it's probably people think it's a line that we we've file out but we're all fans here you know we we all started as fans of the sport and we are very privileged we're lucky to be involved but i still say now my my best days in motorsport have have been as a fan um we still like to all go to other events when we're not working to watch racing and i'll look over now and we can see the grass bank and the the chairs are up and the you know the picnic table we've been there haven't we we have and and it's a fantastic day out and i think the good thing from the BTCC's point of view is is people um, like ourselves who've sat on both sides of the fence. I think it gives you a good understanding of what everybody's looking for, whether it be a fan or, or obviously our teams and our partners within the series. And yeah, I, I think the combination works. This, the, we have to thank the guys on track. Really, you're only as good as the product that you're promoting, essentially. And the, the team, the loyal teams, the drivers that they've been able to announce this season, and and the full grid, the different cars, the colour, the way that they're presenting themselves now, the professionalism is is is, is very very high. 
and um, yeah, I mean the, the action is is the key, isn't it? Let's face it. We can we can talk about the weather and the jobs that we're doing, but if it wasn't for those guys out on track providing entertainment every Sunday, that you know it would be it would be tough for us. And it thankfully, it would be hard, wouldn't it? Thankfully, they're doing a very good job at that. So, Simon, always uh, great to catch up, and uh, thanks very much for your time. Thanks a lot, mate. Well, Alan Gale, many thanks for your time at the back end of the race meeting here at Thruxton. And I suppose if we look back over the three races today and qualifying as well yesterday, Alan, it was as expected. It was thrilling, fast and competitive racing. Yeah, we very rarely come away from Thruxton um, disappointed with what we've had before us. And uh, I think we re- it, it really delivered this weekend. Um, uh, everyone thought it was going to be a Honda whitewash, and I guess in, in one and a half races it was. But... Um, but there's some fantastic battles all through the through the uh, through the field in, in all three races. So uh, great weather. Um, I don't think anyone would walk away from here being disappointed with what they got. I don't think they will do, and I think it was great to see in the reverse grid in uh, race three, which always pulls up some surprises. It was great to see an old legend of ours, uh, Fabrizio Giovinardi, up there on the podium. Yeah, he was. He wasn't going to let that go in, in, in a hurry, and, and he fought like hell for it. And that's really good. Um, and and Airways have had a pretty. Uh, Tired time this year. Motorbase had a pretty hard time, but this is probably a great lift for them, um, no doubt, um, because they see that they've got the performance back in the car. Yeah, really competitive racing, as you said, yeah. right the way down through the grid here, Alan, and uh, that's how the champion has been right from the start of Brands, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's the way that it'll be right until the end of yeah. Brands too. Um, you know, this this is a very very tough championship, particularly this year, and we're seeing that. You know, we, we're we're going away from per race. Uh, within each race meeting, with with the points wildly changing, because there's nothing, there's nothing in them. So, you have a slip up like Matt did, and he barreled barrel rolls down to about fifth place in the in the, in the standings. So. Certainly, and when we look at the team, some of their cars are better suited on su- some yeah. of the circuits, and that's where they have to come away with uh, as many points as they possibly can on a, a not such a good weekend. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Triple Eight always historically don't do very well around here, and and again they didn't this weekend. But it's just not their sort of track. Uh, they'll go to Alton Park, and it is their sort of track. And and it mightn't suit, I don't know, the the, the, the focuses or something. I don't know. But uh, not every car is excellent on a, on every track, and you've just got to bag the points that you can, and then regroup and get ready for the next one. You said to me just a week or so ago that we're fair weather supporters, I think, and but once again we've been blessed with with good weather here at Trucks, and that does make a difference, doesn't it, as far as the racing and uh, what it's like for the fans to watch the races out. It makes a huge difference. It, uh, everyone's in a when the sun's out, everyone's in a nicer frame of mind, I guess, rather than walking around you know, with rain building over yourself. It's, it's great for the spectators. It's a perfect day to sit out here on the grassy banks and watch a race meeting. I think we've delivered as far as some great racing goes. And uh, as I said, I don't think anyone would leave Thruxton disappointed with what they saw. But now we leave Thruxton, one great circuit to another. Loads of people, drivers, fans love Alton Park. And a, a little bit of a, a new twist this year with the international circuit being re- reintroduced. Just something different. You know, it, it's not madly different from what we've had before, but we thought we'd just use it because we haven't used it for a while. That's as simple as that. Um, but Alton Park's always a favourite, and I think it's a favourite with every driver. They love Alton Park and they love Thruxton. They're the two circuits they, they, they normally mention. Um, and it's a lovely venue. Uh, it's again, uh, let's hope that we get good weather. But when it's nice weather, it's a really pleasant place to be. It certainly is, and I'm sure we're going to get more competitive racing. Alan Gow, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure.